89.3 2GLF. Welcome to the Wild West for another week. You, Carol, Glenn, Chris and Steve. A little bit later than normal. Yeah, we were having our avocado on toast where we were being yuppies and we just got carried away. That's it. Sorry, everyone, but, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. We would oh. never complain about technical things because that's... No. no. Especially if it's out of our hands. We love our technical friend. <laughs> Chris has got it all sorted out, though, so... He does. He does. Yeah. everyone doing otherwise? He's the man. Yeah, good old Chris. Oh, get out of here, you lot. Chris <laughs> is the best present any radio station could ever have. And now we have the 6th of November, Lovin'. Oh, gosh, Love Day, International Week- Love Day. There you go. Week two of our love circle. <laughs> and talk about in love. The French love people so oh, well. Oh, my Nothing like a jilted lover. That's it. You've got your um, you've got your lying spat. You've got your leaked text messages. Oh, God, when he was leaked text messages, I thought, Skyma, <laughs> you've gone down to leaked text messages. Oh, next thing you're going to drop the stuff off at the, at the front door of France, turn up in Paris. There you are, Mister. Ah, uh, stick that baguette where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> Carol, what do you think it's ridiculous? Well, you know what I think. I, I mean, I've had a lot of experience. A good part of my life, I've had a lot of experience living in England with the French and going over to Europe on holidays and quickly going through France because they didn't quite love the English. Um, and well, they they do a snob very well. They that's what they're known for. No, turn your back, do a snob. Why did they have dueling? You know, slap someone across the face with a, a gauntlet. Let's have a sword fight or a gunfight in a wood in Paris. That's what they do. You don't tread on their tail. No, absolutely not. And that was one of the big focal points of the COP twenty six this week. Not a good week for Scotland. Is that where the police turn up and have 26ers on, or...? <laughs> no, I think it's the 26 nations. Or... <laughs> oh, okay. So, that's, so they don't realise you have 200 nations, only have 26 to solve the problem? Maybe I think it's 26 only signed up. <laughs> well, they give us stuff about global warming, because China and Russia didn't turn up, as far as I know. Um, no, but climate change... What? The whole thing was about France and Australia. I think I think that um, China and Russia didn't turn up because they'd heard that haggis was on the menu, and they didn't fancy eating haggis, so they just stayed home. I think that was probably the reason. Is haggis good for the environment, though, Carol? Um, well, it sends people to the loo, so you get plenty of you know st- stuff to recycle in the earth. Not methane, but you know, be- yeah. If you've ever had haggis. You never have it twice. Oh, I've never, never a wiser word said. <laughs> have you had haggis? I haven't, but I think that sounds very wise to me, Carol. I don't know why. I know after that, may not have it, Carol. Um, it was <laughs> Also, part of COP26 is uh, Greta Thunberg. She's back in action. What's she got to say, Carol? Oh, failure, failure. COP26, failure. Hey, she does a good demonstration. I take my hat off to her. Yeah. What else do you expect today? What else do you expect an eighteen-year-old to know about climate change, except it's a complete failure? 
Yeah. Well, she's spot on, right? Well, it seemed didn't go anywhere. What was the result? What happened? It was. A I, I like to. I like her clip though, where she talks about, "Oh, it's all hot air, blah blah this, blah blah twenty fifty, blah blah." I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm thinking pretty close to it. it. Says all nonsense, all total nonsense. And I went, "At least someone can explain it to me, like I'm an idiot." I thought about time. That's all you needed. <laughs> well, it was basically a summary of the whole thing, really. It's just, yeah. la 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 la, and and now they've kind of stopped mentioning twenty fifty, and isn't it like by the end of the century now? They're using a different well, terminology in the media. There's even a story in the York. Also, story in the York Times is like America. There, you know, lecturing the world, we're going to do something. Hmm. And at the same time, because they've got an energy crisis, they need more oil as the economy reopens. At the same time, they're negotiating getting more oil supplies. You're like, are we really serious about this thing, or we're not serious about this thing? Because it feels like we're not that serious about it, really. No, nah, it doesn't sound like it. And even Barnaby Joyce doesn't seem to be taking it serious either. Well, that's no surprise. Everybody wasn't really good. He wasn't a fan to start with, really. He didn't even believe it was a thing, really, for a while, did he? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, quite a character, I have to say. <laughs> but we'll see where that leads, because what's next now that COP26 is over? Uh, COP27? It's a Glasgow one, isn't it? <laughs> Very funny. Where's the next one going to be? We might go to the next one if it's closer. I think it's on Zoom next time. Might be more environmentally friendly. Yeah, that's true. Because look at look at the fuel that's been used, taking all those hundreds of people over there. Yeah, I have to laugh. City. I have to give. It's going most offence, but you want to do the extra quarantine? I'll get that go. I thought what he should have already said is, I want to save the environment. I'm going to do it by Zoom, and yeah. that would have been a that would have been a killer line, really. That would have given him the you know I don't have to be there in person to be humiliated. Because um, really, it is a bit of a joke, really, that you've got this big summit and they're all turning up, and uh, it just, just makes me laugh, really. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all on their own private jets. Those private jets, man. The cars. And... Yeah, didn't Morrison go on his own private jet? Oh, of course he can't go jet start oh, no. no, I, I don't think he can jump. Is that the problem? Or... Oh. I don't think he went, you know, with no seats, Akka out of Afghanistan. I don't think that was what he did. Um, he would, Oh, no, he had a table. He was talking to Angus at the big table on the plane, wasn't he? Having a conference. We got a snapshot of that. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of snapshots. Even Morrison putting his arm around Macron to act like everything's okay. Well, can I and say I, I think he should get the Wallflower Award. Because it seemed to me, on all the shots that we got on television, he was walking around on his own. He didn't seem to be walking and talking with anyone else. And I thought, I think that's called sending him to Coventry. He's gone to Glasgow, but they've sent him to Coventry. It's going to be a problem, doesn't it? Because if, if you're a world leader and you're going to have a chat to him, you're going to leak his text messages too. Like, he says it was necessary, but he, he just looks like a bit very undiplomatic, I think, would be the word, would it not be? Oh, it's shocking behaviour. Like, how can you trust Australia? Well, I guess his cabinet after that. Yeah, well, they must know who's Camo is. Like, seriously, mm. well, he, don't do so, he even shakes people's hands and don't want to be shaken most of the time. So, uh, uh, yes, that classic image. 
And if they ever find out about Inga D. McDonald's, well, oh, yes. Um, I don't know. Where does he go from here, though? Like, well, so the French also facing the French also facing an election. So I think for Macron to be angry at Australia is kind of good for his electoral prospects because maybe it looks like he's doing something when actually you know he's doing not much really because well you're whinging and whining but you're not going to get your money. So and I'm sure they're going to charge a very extensive exit fee out of the contract. So for Australia, you mean? Yeah. Well, if you have a ninety million dollar contract and decide you're going to exit it. Normally, if you're smart, you'd put a clause in there saying, well, if you exit it, it's going to cost a couple of hundred million. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which doesn't look good for Australia, because who wants to pay that if we do that amount? No, nah, not me personally, but it looks like you're going to. So, uh, yeah, good point, Steve. Way to ruin my Saturday. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry to ring a sour note, but it looks like the taxpayer will be footing the bill, not Morrison. Hallelujah. <laughs> The opposition are loving it, though, about what's happened. Turnbull's come out, Shorten's come out. Sorry, is Turnbull the opposition leader now, is he? <laughs> it seems like it does. <laughs> Pretty effective. Am, am I wrong, though? Like, come on. They're actually more like the opposition than... I reckon Kevin and Turnbull... guy's name? <laughs> Kevin and Turnbull should come back and, and, and take charge of the country and they can have the failed leaders' party... Yeah. And um, they uh, show us how they were going to do it properly when they had a chance. Absolutely. What do you think, Carol? New op- new opposition teaming up together? Oh no, I think they're better. Sort of um, in the in the wings, keep stirring. You know, yeah. um, it, they'd be a bit of a boring party together, wouldn't they? It would oh. be. We we were always right, and everybody's wrong. But while ever they're in the wings. A bit like a theatre, you know, coming out occasionally, being the bumbling chorus, giving a commentary mm. on what's going on, and then popping back behind the wings. Um, and, you know, they're, well, clowns is the word? But, you know, no, 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 not clowns, um, commentators. Oh, they're just acting like a bunch of girls and crybabies, and it's ridiculous. These guys are meant to be world leaders, right? <laughs> they're acting like a bunch of children. Like an old episode of Home and Away, really. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's absolutely ridiculous. Who's releasing whose text messages? Who's lying to who? <laughs> it's like Gossip Girl's gone to the World World Conference now. Oh, that's going to be juicy. <laughs> it is. But um, we'll go to a bit of heartwarming news. Chloe um, Smith this week. Here's that moment when they happen to find her. I've got it. I've got it. Hey, Bobby. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come I, I was interested in how brusque they were in asking her a name, and then they realised that they were dealing with a four-year-old. Yeah. What's your name? What's your name? And then, oh, what's your name, Bobby? Yeah, what's your name, sweetheart? Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. They at least backtracked. I think they realised, oh, we're in the wrong mode here. We've got to be in a four-year-old child mode. And, I mean, they were great. Don't get me wrong, but when when I heard the way they were sort of 
What's your name? And I'm thinking, oh God, I'm glad yeah. I'm not in that room. Well, I was that, like, is he shaking her? What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> but it was great, wasn't it? I mean, I oh, think, yeah. I mean, I've said before, I thought it was another Madeleine McCain. I thought, you know, this is it. Same age, on holiday. So it's great. Yeah, because yeah, the police had no... They were pretty convinced they were not going to find the, find the child, right? I think they were, had gravest of grave concerns and um, old-fashioned police worked on the tree. He would have thunk it. Yeah, yeah, they just tracked as much as they could, watched as much footage and evidence and... And, know, like... and there was a reward, which we will know eventually how much the reward contributed to finding the child, but hey... It was well worth it, so no one had questioned the fact that the, I think the government had put up about a million, hadn't they? One million dollars well spent, you would have to say at this point. Yeah, all things considered. Absolutely. It, very nice um, end to such a traumatic time for the parents, I imagine. But it's still so, a scary thought that this mm. stuff still happens, though, right? You kind of think that, well, this is the parents' greatest fear, right? Everyone fears this is going to happen, and it just happened a hell of a lot, but when it does, it's... Um, yeah, because William Terrell... It's chilling. William Terrell's still out there? Somewhere? Who knows? Like in thousands of other kids that no one knows about? And, and also, too, it's, it's also the mm. kids that are... Because um, th these are these random occurrences of kids being taken away, but then there's also the fact that there's people they know which abuse them every day, so there's um, that really sad part of society as well, which is a bit we kind of forget about as well sometimes, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But good, great news, though. It's, um, great news. Like, it was such big news. I think I saw a news report where COVID wasn't even mentioned until oh. like 20, 25 minutes into the broadcast. I'm like, that's a first. <laughs> so how did you cope, Steve, not having your um, COVID update? What are the numbers? What's happened? <laughs> I was pleased that it was something else. Not all things considered, not <laughs> pleased, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, well, I do for a car crash at the start of the news. Well, speaking of car crash, that politician in, I think it's Victoria, that guy that refuses to stand down after he was drink driving and crashed into the car. Um, yeah, the issue yeah. there is he's always been down on other people and called them not very nice names if they right. sort of silly things. Um, so it's coming back to haunt him a little bit, isn't karma, it? Karma, karma, karma. But... Josh Frydenberg is, you know, more or less saying everybody should have a chance. and mm -hmm. he, he didn't give other people chances, but, hey, he should have a chance. This guy's special. He should get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sounds special, so. <laughs> uh, speaking of COVID, though, the UK, they've uh, approved the new antiviral pills. Um, does, that mean it won't go on, does that mean it won't go on Facebook or...? Oh, am I going the metaverse, Glenn, first? Oh, am I going the metaverse? Okay, gotcha. You can't go viral in the metaverse or something? But uh, pop, I'm popping virtual pills? <laughs> oh, give us a rundown of this, because you're our UK correspondent. Well, they the, the, the latest one is Pfizer, mm -hmm. and they're saying that if you have it in the first five days when you diagnose, which is really you've got to get in there quick, Lee, um, then uh, you take this, This it seems to be five because they seem to be holding five red pills. So perhaps it's one a day for five days. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's not going to be cheap. Um, they're going to have to check 
whether or not it is okay for general consumption because it's been a trial so far, but they seem to think that people who've had this antiviral medication um, didn't get any worse, didn't end up in hospital. So it's a case of you never know. They might have just just had a mild case. Um, and we don't know really, but, hey, it's worth taking anything if we think it's going to work. But this latest one's a Pfizer. So yeah. we don't know how much it's going to cost, whether we're going to have to pay for it ourselves or whether it's going to be, um, you know, generally for consumption. But they're saying already there'll be a shortage of it. Once it starts to be produced, there'll be a shortage because there'll be that many people wanting to have access to it. Oh, they already know this. Well, with case numbers still pretty high around the world, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty popular thing, I'd imagine. Hmm. But case numbers in New South Wales, surprisingly, like, considering the forecast was through the roof, still relatively low. It's a bit weird, really. Is that because many people aren't testing as much anymore? Because they are double-vaxxed? Or have they been think- now as well? Well, a lot of the thought has been is that we've just recently all got vaccinated, so it's probably the peak of the efficacy of the vaccine. And, and, and there's that as well. Like, I think people... And that, it's definitely not people being cautious, let's put it that way. I don't think people are being super cautious anymore. I think they're pretty much... We're back to how it used to be. It seems to be the modus operandi, I think it would be fair to say. Yeah, absolutely. People aren't as um, worrisome anymore. Except when it comes to going to the office, because then, oh, it's a bit worried oh. about that COVID. Can't go to the office. <laughs> You're so right, <laughs> That's it. They're fine at home and at the shops, and then they're out and about. But no, not the office. Oh, God forbid you have to go back to the office. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Carol? People are still worried? Well, they've got out of the habit of going to the office, haven't they? Um, I've heard one or two say, oh, we'll meet up for coffee because it's out out of doors and we'll have an outdoor meeting, which is probably the first step to going back to the office. You catch up with cof- for coffee or a sandwich outside, you do a bit of socialising, and then the next step will be, was, well, you know, we better get back to the office if that's what the boss wants. Yeah, absolutely. People well, will then, but I've got bad news for you, Carol. What the boss wants may not happen because people aren't going to go back. They'll leave. It actually is people will change jobs if they have to go to the office on really? the boss's yeah. terms. There's actually people that will take less money even, um, which is a question, Steve. Would you take less money not to go to the office? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to go to the office. Thank you. If I get paid more money, I'll go to the office. How about that? Um, I think we got the wrong way around. Exactly. People Why do you take less it? money, more money? People, God, they, you know how to negotiate. Yeah, and then go start a new job. You got to learn the new policies and procedures, and make new contacts. And nah, come on, Jeff. You're not part of the great nation, obviously. Some people have um, stayed at home. They haven't spent money on petrol, so they're probably not. Even if they took a drop in salary, they they would probably be getting equating in spending terms, you know, what they were having before when they were having to spend on petrol and things. So I know I've had oh, yeah. less expenses at home. I don't know about mm. you boys. Oh, absolutely. Oh, much less. I'm even, I'm even making my own lunch. I would never do that normally if I wasn't at home. Oh, I'm really? <laughs> yeah, because it's too far to walk down the gate. I've got a food court in the bottom of my, of my apartment, so oh, my it's very unfortunate. Food. You've got a food court in your I'd, kitchen. That seems to be the case, and as I must say, the food court in my kitchen isn't as good as the food courts of all yesteryear, but uh, <laughs> definitely not as good, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, and a lot of, but you, gotta, but it's, you save a stack of money being at home all the time, like, uh, and the sleeping, oh my God. 
How will I ever get to the office by 9 a.m.? Ever again? <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, I'm still starting work by 9 a.m., so like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> well, actually, sometimes, you wouldn't believe this, Steve, being such a wonderful person I am, I sometimes miss that 9 o'clock start, and I go, how the hell did I miss it? I used to get to the office by 9 o'clock, had got ready, got there, got dressed. Had, no, still can't get up by 9. But that's because you had to, right? Now you've, yeah, the, nah, now you've got the leeway to, okay, I can stay in bed a little bit longer. You know, the Zoom's not working properly. Zoom's not plugging in. Having internet troubles. Sorry, guys. <laughs> NBN, the NBN's fault wasn't me. No, and that's it. And I imagine businesses are kind of worried about that, that people are flouting those. Um, Do you need to be at work at 9 o'clock? This is an old-fashioned... Nah. Yeah. Like, uh, me at work at 9 o'clock is a waste of time. Mm. Why should it be? Because I'm not really productive as much as I would be at five o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that's it, and then when, especially when a lot of people are willing to like work past five o'clock or stay, you know, a little bit later to do work. And is nine to five really a thing anymore? Well, there's the morning and afternoon people, right? There's the people that are afternoon people. They're the morning people, and the morning people think that you should be there probably at six a.m. To be honest, if you're really committed, oh. but I'm not one of them. No, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, another thing this week was the Inner West Light Rail suspending for 18 months. Oh, Carol, do you, and Glenn, what do you think about this? Even Chris, like, Light Rail, what a um, mess this is. I couldn't believe it. Carol, I how, thought did, how did it they get cracks in, in... Can't be 18 months old, but apparently it is, isn't it? 18 months. Hmm. No, no, it's 18 months. The Inner West has been there for years, though, right? That's about 20 years old now. Yeah. It's 18 months and it's going to be out of commission. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Well, for cracks, how big are the cracks? Where are they? Like, well, 18 months. Then... Can I suggest they go to Bunnings? So I think they've got some that crack filler stuff there. That usually takes me a couple of minutes to fix my cracks. Yeah, plaster it. Plaster it. Plaster it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> a bit of gaffer tape. Exactly. No, it's it's round the wheels, isn't it? And and the chassis and the important bit, I think. The boggy or whatever it is, the boogie, the boogie, whatever it is what they call it. So. We'll be singing two wheels oh, on my yeah. wagon and I'm still rolling along. Better. The inner west, isn't their next suburb just over the track anyway? They don't really need the light rail, do Like they'll be fine without it. Well, I reckon the city in, would be in the place. Uh, less hipsters in the city wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing, would they? Fantastic. Can they do 24 months? <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing, though, because these trams aren't that particularly old either. These are new trams. They shouldn't really be this broken, I would have not thought. Hmm. Absolutely. And I imagine they weren't getting used as much during COVID. True. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that's... That, that's what's making the news. Carol, Glenn, Chris, see anything else this week? No, nothing. What about Western Australia, Rio? Uh, oh, yes, yes. How could you forget well, how long? Did you forget about the other half of the country, Steve? Or, as we like to say, the news? I, I did, well, they've been locked. They're, well, I, they I lost interest in them after they had... had <laughs> Well, they're they freaking Fortress, <laughs> Fortress of Solitude refusing to open. I kind of forgot about them. I think they're renaming themselves just to Western. They're going to take out the Australia to avoid any confusion. 
Oh, they might as well, Glenn, honestly, because it, it took them a while to get there. But are they going to get as much foot traffic now? Uh, I don't think you'll be able to go there for quite some time, it seems. It seems like it's a very conditional re- reopening, it seems. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Same as the Australia, uh, the uh, Victoria and New South Wales border this week as well, reopening. Things are getting back to normal, it seems. Back to the Wild West here with Carol, Glenn, Chris and Steve. I'm to talk what's happening in the local area. Uh, Chris, Carol, see anything out and about this week? No. No, I haven't been out and about this week, unfortunately. Oh. We've been prepping for Doomsday. Have you missed that? I, I must have missed the Doomsday announcement. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's called reopening, Steve. You can easily oh. get confused. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> Re-o- I took reopening as a good thing. Reopening oh. for two weeks and reclosing for four months. Oh, you don't have that fear, do you? Yeah, that's a good one, Chris. Yeah, reopen for two weeks, close for four months. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Enjoy Christmas and all that because that's coming up and it might be the last Christmas. <laughs> well, the, the question is, like, you might think you're unlucky, uh, uh, Chris, but did you check your lotto ticket? Yeah, I lost. Oh, unfortunately, you should have brought a Bonnerig Plaza, oh, apparently. Someone, an unregistered person, is waiting to win. They haven't claimed their prize yet. But um, if they want to donate the ticket to me, I'm happy to claim it for them if they're a bit lazy. Well, that draw won $40. Did you? Bonnerig Plaza? No, no, online. I do mine online. But I, I did win $40 in that draw. But mind you, I it cost me 31 to put it on. So, yeah. I, I've got a tip for you, and this is from the Melbourne Cup. You're not going to win. But anyway, keep trying. You know what? Right. You know the Melbourne Cup. Honestly, I was told. How was it? I was told. Was uh, it on this year? Yes. Sorry. I was told yes. that <laughs> this guy told me he said he's going to bet on the Melbourne Cup, and I'm like, oh, probably if I get time. He said, mm. go and put two, two G's on this horse, and he said you're going to you're going to clean up. And here, I, yeah, me being spectacled and all that, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, and what happened? I am kicking myself. Yep. I'm wow. Kicking myself. Oh, so, yeah. And that was an omen because a couple of days later, my washing machine. But that's what blew. gambling is about, right? Chances. Yeah, yeah. See, and then my washing machine blows up. You know, it's telling me that I should have done it. So, but on the same token, Chris, you could have easily have put two grand on there and said, buy you two grand. Well, exactly. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And have a break. Yeah, yeah. Have a wake, yeah. Uh, no, not have a wake. <laughs> have a break, not have a wake. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you have a wake for your $2,000, Steve. I'd be having a wake for the $2,000. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I cry every time, time I have to life. give money. I cry every time I pay a bill. <laughs> I think I would have kicked well, myself if I lost it, though. Like, if I, yeah, if I'd lost yeah. it, I would have, yeah. Probably would have. I'm still, su- I'm still surprised how many people gamble still. Like, apparently, we're the biggest losers in the world gambling in Australia. Biggest loser. Well, like, Fairfield, Fairfield is one of the highest uh, rating areas for gambling. Oh, Fair, uh, Fair Vegas, as they like to call it in the classics. It's really, really what it is. It's just disgusting. It really is. Yeah. It's That's just, it's just I don't know. I, and sports betting, so I just, I don't know. I just, I'm too cheap I, to I, I, obviously. I, I, 
When I came to Australia, I could not believe that they said a horse race stops the nation. And I said, but that's gambling. And they went, no, it's the Melbourne Cup. And I think perhaps they don't equate the two, right? I don't think they equate the two because I can remember teaching and they used to wheel the television into the classroom so the kids could watch the race. Yes, 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 we used to do that too. And I can tell you when I was the boss, I used to say, put them all in the hall. You can watch the telly, but the kids won't be watching it because it's gambling for Christ's sake. Well, Carol, I asked that we were very lucky enough that the um, cleaner was able to put the bets on for us for that one couple. It's quite clean. <laughs> Running his own business. I should never say that, but I'm sure he won't mind now. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's cleaning anymore, but he used to say, don't tell anybody, but if you want some bets on, get them in by 11. I'm going out of the TAB. And we used to have a chat to him about horse racing, and I thought, what a great education. I thought that you don't get that in any other school these days. Back in the good old days. That's great. <laughs> But he brought the winnings back. He's not dodgy, Steve. He brought the winnings back when we won. Okay, but imagine what else he's buying for the kids. <laughs> Only the ticket. Oh, 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 I didn't know. He had, I didn't know he had a whole selection of stuff. No, he was—he was a horse racing fan, so it's only horse racing stuff. Okay. Was not, wasn't any contraband. The, the kids didn't need any help finding contraband. I'm afraid. Uh, in Western but, suburbs <laughs> schools, definitely. No, no, no problems out um, at Liverpool School to find um, contraband. Uh, Steve, you haven't lived until you. Uh, yeah, no. No, that's it. Uh, speaking of schools, though, there's planning underway for a new $70 million school at Catherine Fields uh, called the Monara College, which will be from kindergarten to year 12. Carol, which is just off Catherine Fields Road. Is it a private school or a public school? Uh, let me just double Sounds share. with a name like that that it's a private school. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's been named after, like, it Did was a college in it, right? Did you say Monaro after a car? No, not Monaro. <laughs> the Holden College. <laughs> uh, Monaro. Monaro. Oh, Monaro. Like, like, like Monaro bread type of... <laughs> okay, so we don't know if it's a public school or not. I don't no, think no, it would be. Because it would be Catherine Fields Public School, wouldn't it? Or And I, I presume there's already one there. Or it could be Catherine Fields High School. But yeah, absolutely. With a name like that, it'll be a private school. Yeah, most likely. It's safe to say that it's going to be a private school. Which, um, well, apparently he's a bit of information more into it. It's a, proposed, uh, it's a proposed school and it's an offshoot of the Green Valley Islamic College. All right. Which will be rebranded as well. So uh, there you go. Oh, well, there'll be plenty of, in the past, the, the, the schools, that school in particular, had problems mm. with um, parking and there was lots of demonstrations against the school because they said it caused a bottleneck. But I would think there's enough mm. land at Catherine Fields to just, you know, give them plenty of parking and plenty of access because it's only recently been developed, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I know, I know a friend in uh, Preston's that is not happy about the, uh, the traffic flow because of that school. And oh. surrounding schools, yeah. So, so you actually blame the traffic flow, not the fact that you don't want an Islamic school. That's what I hear oh. from the residents. That's what it's I hear. Absolutely, about. It's absolutely true. Islamic traffic is the worst, Carol. Yeah. It's so different from Catholic <laughs> traffic. It comes it's from the so east. It goes, it goes towards the mm. east, doesn't it? It goes towards Mecca, so it's very difficult, apparently. Yes, <laughs> it's a... Uh, it only goes, yeah, and yeah, they, it's, um, it's just terrible. It's, and um, they usually stop when they're praying. Is that correct, the traffic? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just think every, I, I don't know what it is with moss and traffic flow, but seriously, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Ridiculous. no one ever says no, no one ever says this when the when, when they extend the local shopping centre, do they? Oh, what about the traffic? Oh, the traffic. Oh, yeah. do you catch the bus, people? If you're right about the traffic. Oh, walk. You probably get there faster as well. <laughs> probably, actually, you do get there faster half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I, I, Sydney, Sydney traffic hasn't got any better, has it, since um, reopening? It just feels like um, how I don't mm. miss traffic, really. Like, oh, because actually, I went past yeah, the M5 the other day, and I couldn't believe, like, oh my God, the toll road operator must be excited. Mm. Uh, but the, the M5 peak hour is chock a block. Oh, really? How was it? Yeah, oh, it was insane. I was like, I've never seen so many cars on the road before for at least two years. <laughs> I actually think it's worse. Is, is it... I think it's worse than before. Oh, really? Yeah. Because a lot of people still, they, they're not wanting to catch public transport. Exactly. And only going to office one or two days a week, so what's parking one or two days a week or something? It's not, not the same, right? You'd rather uh, just drive in or something and... Yeah. yeah, but it was, it was insane. I thought, wow, where did all these mm. people go? So I haven't left my I haven't left my house for quite some time in the morning. So to me, this is a bit of a shock that people left their houses at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, startling. Really, you were surprised? Yeah, I was. I'm assuming that my goods must come to my delivery somehow, but I just really realised it was quite that many people. Oh, glad. Learn something new every day. There you Learn go. something new every day. <laughs> now, the ballot draws of candidates for the Liverpool Council elections have uh, closed, and we've got pre-polling beginning on the 22nd of November. And, of course, elections are held on uh, the 4th of December. So, not long now. I've got my... I put in for a postal vote, Ooh. and I've got my piece of paper to say I'll be getting a postal vote mm -hmm. and I tried to put one in for my mother and perhaps they knew it was coming from the same computer mm -hmm. because they couldn't find her. I said well she's been on this earth for 96 nearly 97 years and I think they just assumed she was no longer with us oh. because they couldn't find her and I said well I can assure you she's alive and kicking and she's, doing the, she's alive and kicking and doing the washing up. So they're going to send her a package. They're going to send her a package. So there you go. But it was quite easy for me. I just went click, 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 and I got the confirmation that I'd be getting my little package, and that was it. But there you do, you, do, you, do you know what the good news is, too, Carol, is you know how you used to have to have some made-up excuse to why you had to pre-poll or postal ballot, you know, like I won't be in my election on the day or I'm going to be sick on the day or whatever the case may be. Now, apparently, they've decided that because obviously not everyone's on their election on the day is that anyone can now pre-poll legally without having to feel bad they're breaking the rules. There are so, There's still a list, though, that you have to tick why you're not, not doing it. Like no, apparently, apparently you don't have to anymore. Well, I did to get mine. Oh. Yeah, they said definitely they, oh, when okay, I applied they, for my postal vote, there was a whole list of things, not in the area, um, you know, f fearful of my health if I go out of the door. Um, you know, the usual stuff. Maybe it's, so only, for, maybe it's only, only for pre-polling then you might be able to do without having to... Well, what mine, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. is pre-polling, but, but for, to get a postal vote, I had to sign my life away. Oh, dear. And I thought, which of these porkies do I tell? I actually gave, I had a valid reason for not 
for asking for a postal vote because they asked me again when I rang to get the second one, had to ring in and, and get one, and they, they, they went through the list of things. Why would she not be coming? And I said, well, okay, <laughs> any one of a number of reasons. She can't really be bothered. So the girl said, oh, we'll tick this one. But it is interesting, though, how many people will flip on something like that. That's quite inconsequential um, just to avoid having to go somewhere on a Saturday. Yeah, but I can also see why some people, I, I know why they put the, the line, oh, you feel, f it wasn't exactly fearful for your health, but, you know, it was implying that you didn't want to go and line up in a yes. queue because it might yeah. be dangerous to you. They'd worded it very well. Um, you can imagine that some people don't want to go and, and queue and be close to yeah. other people. And that they are genuinely fearful. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. People are still cautious to an extent. You are, Carol. So it's not long. It's not long till we vote, is it? Not December fourth. Fourth of December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. Do we know who the candidates are yet? Same time? as they were last week, Steve. <laughs> oh, no one's dropped out they yet. Haven't, just haven't asking. Just we're asking. We're waiting for the scandal, actually. But there's been no scandal yet. Very disappointed. Really. Oh, give oh, it time. Give it time. There'll be scandal. Oh, really, Chris? Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. You might, you, what do you know that we don't? I don't know. <laughs> we know nothing. Oh, one of those ones. Okay. Yeah. Well, I should get. I should get my package this week, so I'll tell you. Who for mm -hmm. the show next week? I'll bring my vote along or a copy of it and let you know who the candidates are. Thank you, Carol. That'd be very nice. Although I might only have my ward, I don't know. I'll have a little look. I'll read the papers. I'll be a good citizen, um, and mm -hmm. I've, I, um, I'll I'll spoil my vote if I don't think there's anyone there worthwhile. Well, from the names that the that are currently there, is there anyone worthwhile? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> there you go. Glenn summed it up. I think Chris is sorry. Like, his head. This is like this is local council elections, right? Where most people don't even know half the people who are who they are anyway, right? Apart from if you're actively involved in the community, um, absolutely. It, 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 it generally I, comes down to I'm not sure mm. if people are really making informed votes on their local council elections. Is my guess. No, nah, they usually just vote for whoever the major party is, don't they? Or whoever's yeah, current, red, currently in power now. Green or red uh, team, red, blue team. Yeah, red. Yeah, that's it. Oh, there'll be, there'll be green team and independence. So there'll probably yes. be there'll be four one. There'll be red, yeah. blue, green, and independence. Yeah, but the greens got no. They'll never be taken serious. They actually do struggle in this area. They do actually in a lot of councils get mm. like at least a couple of seats on the council, and that can be the balance of power. But they've never really mm. got any seats in Liverpool or Fairfield, and I. I know they'll be one to watch. I don't think it's going to change, to be honest, because they just don't seem to get the right number of votes mm. to. They're like 5% versus 10% elsewhere or higher and elsewhere in the country. So um, they tend to really only get those inner city councils and um, uh, Northern Rivers councils, I think, up in the north coast. I um, mean, Adivac, Satopia. Ah, there you go. <laughs> no, they don't. They, they don't think there's ever been a yeah, well, Liverpool has their own council. I don't think I've ever. They're all the same. <laughs> Green, blue, green. Well, they're different colours, Chris. They're, they're different colours. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we can't forget about the colours. Yeah. Yeah. What's that song? Oh, that's right. I've got it. Yep. I'll play oh. it for you next. Excellent. Um, 
Well, I think that's it for the uh, local news. No, another thing I saw in the nothing I saw in the paper this week too is um, I was quite surprised by this that the red team um, they had Anne Stanley whinging about the cashless welfare card. That's back is it. Well, it hasn't gone anywhere. I think it's still not letting it gone anywhere. But apparently, she mm. quoted a stat, and I'm a bit, as a taxpayer, going, "What the hell?" Uh, which I say often about it. But apparently, for mm. each person on the on the welfare card, it costs the taxpayer five thousand dollars to do. Because basic, yes, five thousand dollars. I thought this is meant wow. to save money and stop people buying drugs. Is there a cheaper way to stop people buying drugs and spending five grand a person? Uh, now, now, obviously, this is Labor Party stats. So how true it is, mm. I don't know. I, I, but even still, let's say it's $4,000 or whatever it is. But it feels like to me what's happened is that there's been all this money with this program, haven't rolled it out fully, because obviously it's quite controversial uh, and debatable whether it's good or a bad idea. Because they had not done it out fully, the cost of per recipient is quite high because you still got to run the whole system. So, uh, wow, I just can't believe it. Apparently, I looked at an article a couple of years back, it used to cost 10 grand a recipient. So, very expensive way to solve a problem, it seems. Uh, I'm not really following the logic, but um, so it'll be interesting what they do at the election if they roll it out fully or not, because otherwise it's going to keep costing a fortune to run. It's quite outrageous, really. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, like good. You, that's good. Well, couldn't you just pay the people two grand and say don't buy drugs? <laughs> oh, that's just like okay, telling but, the baby they can't have a bottle. Yeah, That's true, right, but does, yeah. it, does it stop them getting? Does it stop them getting drugs? I don't know. I reckon if you're um, into drugs, you'll find a way to sell your welfare card. I'm pretty sure they'll find a way to sell it. Uh, they'll just turn to crime, start stealing from shops, and well, stuff that's, like that. Yeah, I cycle. That's how most drug dealers get their money um, through crime. I don't they get it through Centrelink. With uh, the amount of paperwork required, I'm not sure if you got to get through the forms. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's apparent. I, I was quite surprised by that. So I read that and I was like, oh, wow, that's actually, mm. um, for, for whatever the idea, the merits of the idea might be, uh, crazy about the money. I think the, I think the merits of the idea were that children might need access to food and lots yes. of people know yeah, yeah, yeah. that if you get your money, if you've got 2000 in your hand, you might spend it on drugs, but you're not going to spend it on food for your children. And, I mean, I worked in an area where that happened. They had their pension one day, they bought the kids a hamburger and chips at Macca's, and then for the rest of the um, fortnight, um, we were feeding the kids at school, and that was really the problem. If they've got a card and can eke their money out for a fortnight, they might spend it on money for food for the kids. But I think that was originally the philosophy because that's what I heard talked about. But things always get lost in operation, don't they? Yeah, and it's a good, it's, it's a worthy idea because you think about it, it actually makes a bit of sense, right? Because and if it's targeted to people that need the help, because a lot of welfare recipients are pretty tight with money, you would say, because they haven't got much money, so they're, they're pretty, you know, they're not, most of them aren't going out gambling, drugs, alcohol, because they can't afford it, basically. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, you're, you're absolutely right. I think it's, you know, it, it, and, and for some people it's been quite successful too. So even though it's not popular with a lot of people, uh, some people have been a godsend because it's helped them manage their money as well because they can't, if it's too hard to spend, you might spend it on the things you should be buying. That's it. They can't be trusted with it. Yeah. Well, but also people with a million bucks a year can't be trusted with their money either. Look, it's what mm. they spend it on. Like, maybe we should have it for everybody. <laughs> 
about a million dollars. So there's a lot of millionaires that need some of these cards. You know, even their little yachts and expensive cars, you know, trying to impress people. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny you say that because, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I, I seen a, a post on Facebook. It was like, you know, uh, uh, you know, off week and pension week. And off week, diet, they had a picture of Devon sandwiches and then on week, uh, pay week, they were, you know, had KFC. I'm like, oh, God. Such a life of a bogan, Only, you know? Oh, Devon, I love Devon. Don't, 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 don't knock Devon. I know. I was brought up on it. And I turned out reasonably okay. I, I don't mind Devon either. Uh, it's but, terrible, but anyway, I've become a bit of a Devon uh, snob. We've resorted to Devon. Yeah, I've got some other local news for you guys. Um, oh, yesterday, um, yesterday, they actually uh, broke through for the M5 and the M4 tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, They're connecting, so I've got a bit of audio Mm -hmm. if you want to hear it. Okay. I just can't wait to see cars in here, and I know that's going to happen so soon. It's going to make such a difference to everybody. Thank you for being here. Good to see you, and we'll um, catch up again soon. Absolutely. Go on your Mel. Thanks. Oh, well, there you go. That's all. (laughs) Thanks, Mel. Mel Gibbons and uh, the Prime Minister. So there you go. They were in the uh, tunnel yesterday when they drilled through, connecting. And And she wants to see cars in the tunnel. I would hope so. Oh, I don't want to see cars in the tunnel. That just means there's traffic. <laughs> I just want to see my car in the tunnel. That's the oh. only one I want to see. If you yeah, want to do a, that, a tunnel for Glenn. Go through, yes. the, go through a drive through the M8. Go through the M8 and you'll get that. I have been on the M8. And, oh, my God, and I looked at my toll statement and went, I'm not going on the M8 ever again. <laughs> That's why no one goes there. <laughs> it's a very nice tunnel, but God almighty. Um, yeah, I'll ride my bike then. Uh, it's like eight dollars, isn't it? Chris. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's quite yeah expensive. Wow. Yeah. Has, has that changed people? Has that changed people where they drive now too? Because you drive a lot, Chris. You're always there. Yeah. Are people avoiding the M5 East as well? No, that's eight dollars no, as well. Which the, seems M5, the M5 East seems to be normal. Um, but the M8, yeah, no one's travelling on that. Surprise! Oh, even okay. though it's the same price, that's a, you know that's the thing. It's the same price to go on the M5 East than it is to the M8. Is the M8 shorter than the M5? No. Okay, oh, just M8. asking. Just asking. Relax. Have you ever been through a tunnel, Steve? That never seems to end. No, but I feel like I'm in a segment that never. <laughs> well, that's the M8 for you. It never ends. It's just continuous, continuous, continuous. I think it comes out near Petersham or somewhere like that. Oh, okay. St. Peter's, yeah. Yeah, St. Peter's, that's the one. Yeah. All right. We'll go to, we'll go to some music. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think the tunnel that. must end at some point, Steve. The tunnel must end. <laughs> Haven't we got a Mayor Waller message or have they finished? Uh, she only had a message for Diwali. That was it this week. Oh. Well, Would we you like me to play it, Carol? Yeah. No, no, no. But we can say happy Diwali, can't we? You can say happy Diwali, but I feel like it won't be the Wild West without a Mayor Wendy message. So yes, I think that's why I'm asking. I just, it's just custom, you know, it's it's obligatory. Okay. Hey, it could be our last Mayor Wendy message. So. Why? Oh, of course. She's retiring. She's not dying. Just start. Okay. Oh, we'll, hey, we'll have to, ha- we'll have to have a Mayor, we'll have to have a Mayor Wally hosting. Mayor Wally. Oh, that's a good Mayor. You know, best, best moments of Mayor Waller. That's a good idea, Carol. Look at you. Here's Mayor Wally. We could have it. We Wally. could have it. Where's Wally? Where's Wally? Striped T-shirt and a cake. 
And then we can go, where's, where's oh, Wendy? There, where's, there was a where's Wendy, though, wasn't there? Anyway. Oh, oh, yeah, that was that was people being nasty. Oh, that's not nice. We're not nasty people. Here's um, me, Wendy. I'm Wendy Waller, the Mayor of the City of Liverpool. Happy Diwali! Festival of Light is a special time for many people in Liverpool across the Hindu, Sikh, Jain and Newar Buddhist communities. Diwali symbolises the victory of light over darkness, good over evil and knowledge over ignorance. I hope that in this same spirit, our wider Liverpool community can move forward following the latest setback due to COVID-19. Council is proud to support the Diwali celebration through lighting up the Macquarie Mall across the five nights of festivities. To everybody celebrating, I wish you a happy Diwali and I hope you enjoy this wonderful festival. Thank you, Mayor Wendy there. Oh, Wendy, I miss her. I'm going to miss her voice. Me too. We've got I don't know what three I'm... more weeks left. Well, don't worry, Chris. You can also buy the box set of the Mayor Wendy messages if you want to relive them. Um, I think they're going to have a nice box set of them. Oh, well, I'll be yeah. definitely getting that. <laughs> but you know how you get those books with, like, the Christmas messages? Yeah, get, um, Wendy should do get... a Where's Wendy message, Christmas message and we should just replay it constantly. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to miss her when she goes. She can do a door-knocking service of yeah. messages. As long as, her, as long as her off-sider doesn't get in, I'll be happy. Yeah. Who's her off-sider? Uh, who's that weasel running for Labor? <laughs> so we know how, we know how Chris is going to vote, I think. <laughs> Yeah. All right, that's it for the Wild West segment. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll be back with television. Okay. Oh, I played that for Carol because I seen how much she was dancing around to uh, the one I played before that. I thought I'll keep her going, get her exercises out of the way for the day. Hey, then... it worked. You know it worked because you saw me. Yep. The beauty of Zoom, seeing everything in the background. <laughs> Glenn, I just you can forgotten put... you were there. Glenn, you can put your underwear back on, please, too. Oh, sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm out and about. I'm out and about. Um, um, Chris, I've, I've I've been able to master the art of walking and doing radio at the same time. Oh! Next next you. week, I'm going to chew gum at the same time. Bloody hell, Glenn! You can do it all. <laughs> no, chewing gum and doing radio is probably not a good idea. It's not very, it wouldn't sound very. Nice. <laughs> it would sound very good. <laughs> it's time to talk television. Uh, anything happened this week? I take Alan silence. Jones has gone from TV, um, Steve. Well, I was... Yeah, that's pretty big news, actually. He's, where's he going to go next? He's gone from Sky News now. He's been dumped. He doesn't have his uh, Daily Telegraph column anymore either. Well, he, was, he wasn't dumped. I, I think that's a bit of a strong word. Oh, he didn't okay, take up the see. offer to go on to the streaming service, basically off the main channel. Uh, <laughs> so the, the dump's probably a strong word. Uh, okay, well, my, didn't accept he didn't the new offer, I think he's, he's putting it, basically. Okay. It makes sense. He didn't want to go to online streaming, which is kind of ironic because that might be his only output now, online. Yes, ironically, that's where he could be going anyway. So, <laughs> To a YouTube show. <laughs> you probably should have took that deal at Flash. TikTok. <laughs> Alan Jones TikToking. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure if that audience is really an Alan Jones audience, really. Uh, they, might, they might not have the same views and opinions as <laughs> But he has had declining ratings, though, which is probably one thing that's 
community's downfall. And mm. and I kind of feel all these anti-COVID and COVID's a scam and all this type of stuff. Not sure if that was the most sensible thing to do when your audiences are probably quite concerned about COVID. And yeah. he might have, I think he might have missed the mark on that one, really. He doesn't often miss the mark of his audience, but trying that, to tell everyone COVID. Of, hmm. He lost the plot, basically, because, like, you can't tell your um, very elderly audience COVID's a scam when they're all at home worried about COVID. It's not America, mate. Yeah, especially since every day you're hearing about how the older people are dying from the disease. Yeah, all the evidence is is that people die from the disease. Yes, this is actually a actual real disease. It's not some grand conspiracy, but uh, uh, yeah, common sense. Carol, I don't know. What do you, th- what do you think? Might have been a victim. Well, I I can never forget the first time I heard talkback radio in Australia. It'll be fifty years ago, and I could not believe that people would ring in to be absolutely insulted, and I. I've never got over that, and I just think, well, you know, even if he was in a time 50 years ago, that time is no longer there, is it? Things have moved on and changed. Yeah. I'm surprised he stayed That's in funny. television and and they kept... I don't know whether they... We, he either had friends or a lot of people thought, leave him on, is good entertainment value. Yeah, he feels the three hours or however long he was on. Yeah, and I also think, too, Sony's After Dark, very popular with people, obviously, but I think it's more popular about... I think the thing that their critics actually give it more publicity than it actually deserves, I actually think that um, the people that hate it just... I think they just love the promotion for it, really. Because uh, I think he gets more promotion in the yeah, fact of what he says on the show than he does actually on his actual program itself because the ratings don't stack up, really. No, definitely not. He's, he's lost his... Um Stigma about him, right? Alan Jones, it's... His time's come and gone. Yeah, Different. well, who wants to listen to angry old, old men ranting and raving? I mean, it's bad enough when they were younger, but now they're older, yeah. you think, oh, get a life. Are they angry old men, possibly, Carol? Pardon? Are there angry old men who would like to listen to that, potentially? You think that there's a load of old men cheering them on? I don't think so. I think they think there is, but I think I think, I think after a while it gets a bit boring, and I think that's what they've probably suffered. You can only be angry for so long. You can't be angry 24-7. Yeah, angry young men's okay because we know that they're evolving and, and thinking about it, but mm. angry old men, they're just grumpy, yeah, you aren't can they? can handle it for so long, right? Ten years. But Alan Jones has been doing the same act for like 40 years now. Do you think he would have got over it by now? Maybe he's going through male menopause. And that never ends, Chris. That never ends, that one, when you go through it. Yeah, yeah. Midlife crisis. Never get that one. Avoid that one. That explains the cranky old men. Mm. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. You're yet to experience that, Steve. Don't worry. I, I'm a cranky young man. Oh, well, okay. Get I, off his lawn, Chris. Get off his lawn. <laughs> no. I think they call that something. Get off my lawn. Not menopause. <laughs> I'm the least cranky. I'm the least crankiest person, you know. <laughs> Good to hear. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, we lose Steve again. I'm very bad at oh, them. I know. I know. I was, <laughs> no, I'm, 
I thought we were going to talk about bad, losing... Very bad timing. I thought we were going to talk about <sighs> losing a bird, but I didn't think about losing the internet was going to be in the, sec- in the segment, yeah. but... I was, no. just, I was just going to say, actually, in some happy no. news, Qantas is returning one of its uh, A380 aircraft ne- uh, will be arriving back oh. into Sydney uh, towards the end of next week, I believe. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. And they'll be uh, put on domestic routes for the time being while they train their cabin crew up and uh, flight crew up again and before they hit the uh, international flights next year. Right on. Yeah. Um, but yes, we should probably get to the very saddest news of the week, I think, in terms of entertainment. Bert Newton, unfortunately, passed away last Saturday, wasn't it? It was Saturday afternoon. Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. Um, Where were you Saturday night when this happened, Steve? Where was that when it happened? <laughs> happened in that. Don't worry, Steve. Let's <laughs> talk about the story. We could be here a while. I can't get into that. <laughs> oh, okay, righty. I want to. I want to know. No, no, at home cooking. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just throw it out there. I was never a fan of Bert Newton. Oh dear. Oh, why is that, Carol? Well, it was dated in the seventies when I came, and it was slapstick that you know, crude slapstick that they, you know, Graham Kennedy and Bert Newton it wasn't. I like. I like slapstick, but subtle, you know, and they were anything but subtle. And, uh, no, nah, just never been... But it probably a- wasn't dated in Australian comedy, though. Well, I won't go there because I might insult people. Carol's new segment, How Australia is Backwards. <laughs> well, I think I called it... The co- I, th- I think I called it the Colonies. Colonies humour. Hadn't, hadn't got very sophisticated. Angry old woman. Yeah. Well, I'm not an angry old woman. I'm, I'm actually um, <laughs> an enlightened old woman. <laughs> she may speak the truth, Steve. Don't tell anyone else, but I think she might be right. She does have a crystal ball. Yes, and I'm waving it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, very sad news either way. The, uh, that was, uh, I, I guess... An Australian legend, not as well known overseas. I do remember but, um, him on Good Morning Australia doing the um, Crosses to Moira and the uh, Map Master. That was definitely one of the most memorable moments of his career. Uh, and Velvedere as well. And John Fawn as well. Uh, yeah. Chris, any Bert moments you remember? Who's Bert? <laughs> Sorry, no Bert. Not Bert and Ernie. Oh, okay. No, no Bert, no Bert uh, moments for me. Plenty of burp moments, but not Bert. So no one's a fan of Bert Newton on this show, then obviously. Maybe it's under you, Steve. I would. I, I was. A, I was a fan. Yeah, sure. You made me laugh. That's all I can ask. Are, are you? In, are you enough of a fan to give him a state funeral? Uh, well, I'm not going to give him a state funeral. Not the state, obviously, but yeah, if you were the state, state funeral. If I were, obviously, yeah. the government doesn't have anything no, to play for. Potentially, no. I'm sure there's probably like, likely more important people that deserve state funerals. Is my guess. 
Don't worry, Steve. We'll, we'll push one for you, okay? When your time comes. How's home, home and away going, Chris? I don't know. I haven't watched it. Haven't watched it this week. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Anyone watch anything inter interesting this week? Because I know Inside Central Station is still going on. Oh. Yeah, actually, they had the one last week of uh, uh, Mardi Gras. I believe that was quite interesting. And, uh, yeah. Did you watch that, Carol? No, I didn't. Oh, well. I've been reading a couple of books this week, so, I, I to be honest, uh, television hasn't been on. Yeah, no, I haven't much watched much. What about you, Glenn? You're, you're the TV man. I watched Gogglebox the other day. That was exciting. Uh, and I, 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 I concluded out of that that um, I don't have a lot to watch on TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did want to watch Ted Lasso, though, because everyone's talking about Ted Lasso, apparently. That seems to be the um, in show right now to talk about Ted Lasso. And... I saw a little bit of it and I actually thought it was quite funny. So I might watch that actually. It's about this British soccer, no, American coach that goes over to coach a British soccer team and basically the millionaire owner is just doing it through and he's her ex husband's um, day basically to destroy the whole thing. Oh. I, I with a plot line like that, it's right itself. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've heard very good things about that show. It's a random show, though. Kind of, it's a bit bizarre that it's mm. that popular, but it's on Apple Plus, isn't it? Apple TV, or whatever. Yeah, so mine expires soon, so I've got to watch that before it expires because I don't want to pay them any more money. Because my theory is Apple has enough of my money. Not, not that I'm bitter. <laughs> not that I'm bitter at all. So you got to curb that, then Stop giving them your money. Idea actually. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in television? No. Carol, watch anything interesting? No, no, now it gets darker later. I think we tend to potter around, not bother with the television, and then, you know, there's no, well, I think we got COVIDed out, didn't we? Whenever we used to put the television on. And I'm, I, I'm free mm. to air, I don't pay for any shows. Um, and it nah, was all COVID. So, you know, we've seen all the Midsummer murders. We've seen all the Inspector Morses of the world. So I, I tend not to put it on. I might put it on for the news once a day. And I did watch mm. Gladys, but that was another thing. That was probably the highlight of my week on television, watching Gladys at Acre. Mm. And that was very, yeah, no, that, that's very entertaining. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, that's over as well. We won't know until next year what happens. No, I'd forgotten I'd watched that, but I was doing the ironing at the same time. So the thing was, I would no. devote my time to just to television these days. Yeah, no, I don't blame you, Carol. The world's back open now. You can get out and about, read a book. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Get some exercise, plant a tree, do your garden. Jump on your trampoline. Jump on your trampoline. <laughs> Do you have a trampoline, Carol? Next door does, and I sometimes go. Oh. <laughs> Do you jump on it sometimes? <laughs> Do it's no good standing there watching everybody else, is it? Ah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. All right, we'll go to some music, and then uh, we'll see what we can find for sport. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wild West. Here we Carol, Chris, and Steve. 
Glenn's left us for the week. He'll be back. How rude. You didn't even say goodbye. More, more, <laughs> more pressing issues to attend to. No, he did warn us, Chris, when he you did. were doing some technical work. Oh, okay. He did. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we, were, we were remiss in not telling you before, before we actually went. Oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry to upset you, Chris. No, that's right. I'll let it slide for this week. Next week won't be so lenient. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we touched on it a little bit earlier in the program. Gambling and the Melbourne Cup was this week very elegant. Ended up winning the Melbourne Cup this year. Um, the race that stops the nation. Anyone, anybody watch it here? No. No. I, was I, actually, I didn't watch it either. I was actually no. working, and I totally forgot that it was even mm-hmm. on, to be honest. Until yeah, someone... me too. I was, I was in a meeting at work. Yeah, yeah. I was on a webinar, and I, I, I thought, <laughs> oh, I'm surprised that they must have forgotten it was the Melbourne Cup, or they just didn't think it was important because we just plodded on with what we were doing. Well, that's it, right? You've been stuck at home and glued to a TV the whole time during COVID. The last thing you want to do is watch horses running around. <laughs> yeah, if I wanted to do that, I'd go down to Warwick Farm. <laughs> but that's the Melbourne Cup done for another. You're very elegant. Ended up uh, winning. There you go. Um, so the T20 we'll... is still currently on. Sorry, Carol. Sorry. Yeah, we're doing okay on that, aren't we? Bangladesh has got belted. Yes, that's right. Australia, uh, 78 to 73. We ended up winning that one uh, a couple of days ago. Today, Australia has the West Indies. Mm. So that should be quite an interesting yep. game, that's for sure. Um, Australia not doing too bad. They did lose to England. However, they have won their last, uh, well, I guess, five games as well. So that's not too bad. They're doing pretty good. What do you think? How's Australia going to go? Well, West Indies are a cricket nation, aren't they? So mm. I, I wouldn't like to predict there. I haven't seen how they're playing recently, so they could be the outsiders, really. We'll see. Well, you've got the Australia versus West Indies, and then the only other two uh, teams that they'll be playing are uh, Afghanistan and also England, which that's going to be a game of five. So that I like the bashing better than the the men in their tennis whites. You know, the bashing's a bit faster and isn't it really? Yeah. And that's how we used to play as kids: bash the ball, stop them hitting the garbage bin, and run. You know, that's how the game should be played. Yeah, run for your life. Oh, and cricket, cricket people eating cucumber oh. sandwiches. You know. Yeah. We never that's- had any tea break tea breaks when we were playing. No, because you didn't go to a public school. That was their their way of doing it, whereas the rest of us were bash and bang and run and thump, break a few windows, weren't we? Absolutely. And then cry to your parents. (laughs) You've got that wrong, Steve. Run from your parents. Run. Look at the tennis zone. Run from your parents. And usually blame your sibling or your friend. The cry used to go up, run! Drop the ball, bat and ball and run. <laughs> it wasn't um, me, it was Steve. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. 
I'm speaking of having a dummy spat, though, uh, the Australian Open is coming up and Novak Djokovic hasn't decided if he's going to come back and defend his title. Carol and Chris, how do you think this is going to pan out? Ah, well, what happens, happens. Well, no great loss. No, nah, we'll just yawn and move on. Precisely, Carol. And that leaves Naomi Osaka, who said she's back. So she will be possibly coming out for the Australian Open. Um, she hasn't played a game in quite a while after she took a little bit of a hiatus. So we'll see. What do you think, Carol? Are you happy to see that Naomi seems to be oh, doing yeah. okay? Yeah, I mean, I you know, she, she was obviously having issues and problems dealing with um, press conferences. And, hey, everybody has issues with something and, you know, they either mm. re get resolved or they don't. As simple as that. She seems to be doing okay. And, um, yeah, what that means when she actually fronts the media again, because they're obviously going to touch on it. They can't help themselves. About her mental health and her herself. So we'll see how that goes. She's probably done a 10-step program and she'll take herself through it. Count to 10, count to 20, count to 30, count to 40. And then... Either carry on or yeah, or leave. <laughs> That's pretty much it in sport. Very, very slim sport. Unless you know of any sports news or information this week. No, there hasn't even been a tiddlywink competition, has there? No, nothing. Very slim. Are we failing as a sport? sport? Are we failing as a sporting nation? We could be, or maybe there's just a gap in the sport calendar now that we had the Olympics earlier on in the year, the AFL's done, the NRL's done, and it kind of like, you know, the shifted schedules have kind of like stuffed up. Yeah. You know. They've they just play. got the, the Winter Olympics in Beijing to think about now, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. And look at the A-League coming up as well. At the end of the year, the, uh, the NBL starts next month as well. So we're basketball. Um, so, yeah, we'll get there. Wow. So we just got to hold off for a little bit. <laughs> we should be sweet. Um, but that's it in terms of sport. We'll go to a couple of songs and then come back and wrap up the program for another week. Maybe have a chat to uh, Michelle as well. Welcome back to the Wild West. Yuri, Carol, Chris, Steve, and Michelle is here as well. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good afternoon. It's yes. crack in the morning. Oh, it's <laughs> How are you going? I'm doing very well. That was a good song. Yeah, I played that one for Steve because he used to play it all the time as well. Oh, I really love it. It's a good one. It is, actually. It's very good. one of my favorite. I play this usually on the on the music from around the world, but the original version, not mm. the Wild West. Which that's based off. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it was an Australian band that covered that song. Yeah. yeah. So, well done, Will's coming up at 10, oh, shortly, five minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> great, great. What do you got coming up, Michelle? Great program today. Well, we're going to talk about Formula One. Obviously, we're back in Miami for the street circuit. Formula One. Uh, the V8s are at Sydney Motorsport Park, at, uh, back in Sydney for the next three weeks. Um, 
what else do we have? Uh, events are happening um, around. People are starting to go out. We can go to the country now. We can go to the bush. We can drive around. The traffic is beautiful on the F1 and Hume Highway. It's all packed already. People going away. So uh, back to normal. What else do we have? Um, obviously, we're going to talk about NASCAR, and it's it's a penultimate race uh, that was last week. So it's quite exciting stuff. And uh, obviously, we will talk with uh, Tony. He will tell us what's happening around the streets. There's a couple of good things to listen to today. Good stuff. And on music around the world, eh, maybe not the Napolitana one, but we'll have some other ones. Quite good stuff. Look forward to seeing you all here. Yeah. Fantastic. Have a good, well-rounded program this week, Michelle, well, on the world we try. and music around the world. We try every week to have a nice and rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so do we, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? If you can't uh, beat them, join them. Um, it's the easiest way. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, well, that's it for the Wild West this week. Carol, anything you'd like to mention? Oh, not at all. I'm just waiting for the lawnmower man, and I haven't waited him, waited for him for a long time because he's been in lockdown. So we are really back to normal, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Is that the about, man coming to mow the, the lawn? Rain kicks in. Or was, that, was that the man coming to mow the lawn, or was he going to fix the lawnmower? Oh, it's the man coming to fix... I don't have a lawnmower. Okay, so he does the work. Okay, he does the work. He brings all the equipment, does oh, all the work, and I just hand him the dollars. He'll go through the jungle today. Yes, <laughs> dandelions, <laughs> dandelions actually. Dandelions. Yeah, a few dandelions. And clover leaf and all sorts of things. Yeah. I know. I know your pain. I can feel it. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. See you next week. See ya. Have a good weekend. <laughs>